welcome to the Preston Minster podcast. We want you to find your home, find your purpose and transform your city. Let me welcome you, uh, those of you who have joined us as we've been singing. It's great to have you with us. Uh, my name is Sam, and along with uh, Hannah, we head up Preston Minster. And this is really, obviously, the high point of the year for us. It's, well, one of the high points, along with Easter, uh, celebrating the, the good news, the birth of the Lord Jesus. And I just want to pause for perhaps 10 minutes uh, just to, to reflect on that. Uh, also to say... Uh, if you've got a little one, that is awesome. Like, we've got five, and they're a lot of fun, but a lot of work. And there is a bit of space out the back, just in case you need it, don't, but don't worry. Like, in, in terms of making noise, that's absolutely fine. Um, right, so this week, of course, the big news has been the vaccine, right? We all heard that. This is great news, isn't it? And I want to ask you a question, really. How did you feel when you heard about that? news that the vaccine was coming and then also obviously this week the fact that people were actually receiving the vaccine what was your response how did you feel I don't know about you but I found myself feeling quite emotional watching the picture of uh, the, the, the the pictures of people being uh, sort of vaccinated um, knowing the heartache and the pain and the suffering and the death uh, that the, this virus has caused. It's been huge, isn't it? So I found myself watching the videos just quite emotional with the fact that actually there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, just fascinating reading some of the, um, the quotes from people who, who were being vaccinated on that first day and all that it meant to them. There was, of course, Margaret Keenan, 90-year-old lady who was the first one to be vaccinated in the UK. And uh, she said, um, after being vaccinated, it hasn't sunk in yet. At the moment, I don't know how to feel. Just so strange and so wonderful, really. It's the best early birthday present I could wish for. It means I can finally look forward to spending time with my family and friends in the new year after being on my own for most of the year. There's a lot of us who resonate with that or know people who have been isolated this year. Somebody else who was vaccinated first, Aubrey Bass, what a name, a uh, 96-year-old from Buckinghamshire said that 2020 had been the worst year of his life, particularly after his wife died in March. It's been pretty miserable being on my own, he said. But he said he was terribly excited to receive a call asking if he wanted to be vaccinated. Next year, I've got two great-grandchildren coming, so I'll be able to see them. That's going to be marvelous, he said. And finally, somebody else who was vaccinated on that first day, Dr. Hari Shulker, was one of the first of around 100 people to be vaccinated in Newcastle, along with his wife, Ranjan. And he said, I don't take this for granted because hundreds of people have worked for this vaccine day and night to make sure we got the vaccines in good time so the lives of people can be saved. Amazing, isn't it? Such joy because of such darkness. Such hope because of the year that we all know we've had. It has been, hasn't it, one of the hardest years. Christmas is one of those times of year where we do stop and we do look backwards 
on the year just past, and we reflect and we take stock, and you don't need me to say it, but what a year it has been. None of us could have foreseen what 2020 would have held at the beginning of uh, the, the new year, when we were all super excited about 2020, not only a new year, new decade, you know, we were talking about 2020 vision, we were going to change the world, and then COVID struck. And it has for so many of us uh, in this building and in our nation been such a difficult year because of not being able to see friends and family, not being able to enjoy the freedoms that we normally enjoy, not being able um, to work, and also the knock-on effect. Many people we know have journeyed through bereavement in this year, which has been a pretty tough uh, year to have somebody pass away with all the restrictions around COVID and so on. It's been a hard year. So the news of the vaccine comes as a light, doesn't it, at the end of a dark tunnel. And you see the pictures on the news of what it means for people, what, uh, yeah, what it means for them. And it's huge. I do not want to un underestimate it for one second because it is huge. But of course, it is a partial vaccine. And even best guesses suggest that it's only 90% effective. The best vaccine uh, is only 90% effective. And there's still a heck of a lot of pain and suffering around. So it's such good news, but it's only part of the story. The hope the vaccine offers is like a shadow of the ultimate hope that we receive in the message of Christmas. That's why the Christmas story is good news. It is such good news because it is all about Jesus coming to our earth. It's, it's like saying we found an eternal vaccine for, the, for our biggest problem which is death. And we get a glimmer when we, when we hear of this vaccine for COVID, we get a glimpse of what it means at Christmas for Jesus to come into our world, to offer us that offer of eternal life, the defeat of our greatest enemy, death. That's why we go so crazy at Christmas, because it's the best news ever. That pain you feel, that bereavement you've experienced, that difficult circumstance you are walking through or will walk through at some point in the future has been resolved because of the Lord Jesus. And this passage, passages we've had read today, come after a long season of waiting. It felt like we waited forever, didn't it, for the vaccine. It felt like 400 years, but it was actually only nine months the Christmas story comes to us in the context of patience. The people of God had been waiting for their chosen king to arrive, and they had waited for 400 years. The Old Testament, which was kind of the bit before Jesus, it closed, it closed with words that said God would return at some point in the future to save and to judge. 
And then Jesus comes on the scene. This star appears. The shepherds are told. The wise men come. And Jesus is born in this stable, in our muck and our mess. And it is just like the biggest relief. You know, like that relief that you felt when you heard the news about the the vaccine. And this season potentially being over. That's a glimpse into the feeling that we should have and that was had that first Christmas. That feeling of relief, that feeling of hope, that feeling of joy because good news has come. That's the message of the Christian faith, that Jesus has come to give you life in his name. To vaccinate, if you like, to give that ultimate vaccination to destroy our enemy of death. But I don't know how you react to that. There are different reactions for everything, aren't there? People react differently. I don't know about you. What about when you, when, you, when you kind of injure yourself? Are you the kind of person who reacts kind of internally or externally? Me, I'm an internal kind of guy. I might be walking around the house. I'll stub my toe and then I'll go. And I won't let it out. I'll just make an internal noise. My wife, on the other hand, she is an external processor and an external communicator and an external feeler. So if she stubs her toe, she will stub it and go, ah, and everybody will know that Hannah is in pain. I was in my bedroom the other day and Hannah was in the, walked into the adjoining room and she went, oh my goodness. And I thought, what has gone on? What has she walked into? I thought, maybe is it a dead body or something like that? You know, what am I going to see? Turned out our little boy Max had drawn on one of our pictures, which is, is sad, but it's not that sad. I, literally, my heart was in my mouth. I, I, I nearly had a heart attack. I thought something awful had happened. Uh, what about you? Are you the sort of person who reacts out loud or inside? What's your reaction to the Christmas story? You're all being very polite right now, which is good because, you know, it's kind of a talk and, you know, but you're reacting internally. You're thinking, I don't agree with that. Load of nonsense. Maybe Christmas. Nice to come to church at Christmas. Nostalgic feelings, candlelight, that kind of stuff. But the, the Christmas story, it's a fairy tale, isn't it? Or you might be thinking, yeah, it's, this is great. Like, you know, I love Jesus and it's great to mark his birth. Or you might be somewhere in the middle. I don't know if you noticed it, but all of those reactions and likely all of your reactions are found in the Christmas story. So you have Herod, King Herod, who really, he hates Jesus. He really rejects Jesus. He, he kind of, he disguises it a little bit. You know, the teachers of the law, he asks them where, where um, God's chosen king is to be born. And Herod's like, oh, let me know where Jesus is to be born. Let me know where he is because uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll come and worship him as well. But we know from reading the rest of the story that Herod really hated Jesus and he wanted to wipe him off the face of the earth. Why? Well, Herod was a king and Jesus came as a threat to Herod's kingdom. So he really wanted to get rid of Jesus. Didn't like, didn't like the idea of like a king coming to, to take over and to rule uh, as it were. So he tries to kind of get rid of Jesus. Herod doesn't like Jesus. And then there's the wise men. Now they're kind of the Jesus fan club. You know, they come when Jesus is born, they bring their gold, their frankincense, their myrrh, and they bow down and worship. They're all in. You might be here, you might be thinking, that's me, I'm a, I love Jesus, I'm a worshiper of Jesus, I'm all in. You know, that might be you, you might be like the wise men. 
But then there's a third category of people, that's the shepherds. And I think we all need to be a bit more shepherd-like, because the shepherds are explorers. They hear about the news of Jesus being born, and they say, guys, well, why don't we go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's, that's happened? So they're kind of inquisitive, you see. They're explorers, they're, they're adventurers, they're investigators. And I think that's a really good place to be, because whether you are a fully convinced uh, follower of Jesus or whether you're a hardened skeptic, exploration is good. Curiosity is good. We're made to ask questions and to discover. That's why we're so passionate about Alpha. If you've never heard about Alpha before, it is a place where we get to ask those big questions of life, where we get to ask you know, who, who, who made me? Like, what's my purpose in life? Is everything just random or is there something behind it all? So we're super passionate about Alpha because like the shepherds, it gives that space to explore, to be curious, to ask the big questions of life. And we have an Alpha course running. We run Alpha every term. We love it because it is just such a good place to be able to explore. And I'd love to extend an invitation to you. We are running our next course in January at the back end, 29th of January. And you're invited. We'll be running it here at the Minster as long as uh, we're allowed. But it is such a great opportunity uh, to explore those big questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Preston Minster podcast. We'll see you again soon.